seated. Let us bow our heads. Heavenly Father, thank you again for this great opportunity uh, for a message for your people. We love you so much for trusting us. Uh, we cannot do this without you. And so we ask you, Lord, to reduce us that you may be elevated in the hearts and minds of people. We ask you, Lord, let them understand who they are and what you called them to do. Don't let anyone leave here like they came. Let them leave here with a renewed mind and a greater passion and desire to be representatives of you. We thank you so much, and we love you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So I'm excited uh, today uh, about this message. A call uh, to be a saint. Call to be a saint. Everybody say call to be a saint. And it's important to understand that. So I want to um, go to this definition on the screen. And we're going to talk about it a little bit. Um, the definition of a saint. Because so often we hear the word saint and everybody make everybody, you know, so righteous and so holy and, and all the good stuff. And, uh, but a saint, uh, uh, the definition is really you set your life apart. Everybody's to set apart. All right, to separate or to keep for a purpose or to reserve, right? So when, when God called you, he wanted you to separate you from the world. He really wanted you to understand he pulled you out from the world. Nobody is in this building or listening to my voice is listening because they wanted to. They listen because that's what God wanted them to do, right? No one comes except God draws them, right? Uh, a consecrated life is the act of dedicating yourself. Let's not talk about anybody else. Dedicating yourself to the service and worship of God. I want to represent him uh, as best I can. Uh, sacred is to dedicate or set apart for the service or for the worship of God. Now, this is important. So um, when we talk about call, I got to work on both sides. Because uh, somebody told me, so I never even talked to this side of the audience, right? I didn't realize that, right? But, but I just want to share with you guys, it's important for everybody to understand um, uh, that you are very, very special in the eyes of God. God really loves you more than anything you can ever imagine, right? Uh, some of you all is going through hell right now. There's some things on your plate, man, just too much for you, and you can't even bear them. Uh, but God has already taken care of them. He's already working them out on your behalf, right? And I know it seems like it's troubling, but, you know, it's when, you, when you think you can't make it another day, you get up and you make it another day. When you think, I just can't take it no more, you get up and you take it another day, right? When you think, I want to give up, you wake up and you do it again, right? And, and so, and you think you're going to get evicted and you stay another day, right? Uh, God said, I got you, right? What he wants us to understand is that in the kingdom of God, everything belongs to him. And he said, I want you to understand that. And once you understand it, then you don't have to worry about anything. That's why Jesus was very explicit when he said, seek ye first, uh, the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added. So a saint uh, is a person, man, that God decided, right, uh, that God decided that he wanted to separate their life. And then they partnered with him and did it. 
right? And they say, I'm setting my life apart. Now, understand something. We're going to make mistakes in life. We're going to do some things, and we're going to fumble the ball. Don't let anybody make you think they're holier than thou. Because I don't care how many tongues they speak in. I don't care how deep they is. I don't care how much they change their voice when they talk, right? They got issues. They all got issues. Right? They may not have the same issue you have, but they have some issues, right? And so they have some things they're working with, right? And it's only God's amazing grace that we're able to make it through, right? So if, if, if God didn't kill you, surely he's not going to kill the next person that you won't dead. Right? He didn't destroy you, so surely he's not going to destroy the next person you won't destroy. I know you're upset and it hurt you and all that. He said, no, your mission is to work on my behalf. Now, what Satan does, Satan tried to come into our life and then uh, get us to work on his behalf, and we use language uh, that really try to destroy other people's lives. We share messages, private information that people have given us to hurt people. Or we know stuff, and we go around, and we get on social media or whatever, and we say things, man, that literally destroy people's lives. Right? And you heard it, but just remember this. Whatever you sow, you're going to reap it. So you never get anything that you don't plant, right? So when you plant it, you get it. Now, God wanted all of us to work on his behalf. So when you was in your mother's womb, right, he had already already put his spirit in you, right? And he knew, man, before you was born into this world, he had a plan for you, right? He just wanted you to come in partnership with him and work the plan. And the plan really, he needs you, man, to help change the world. Right? I watch movies and all that stuff, man. I see things happening, and my heart is broken over things that's happening in other parts of the country. Right? And so when I see things happening at home, and I'm like, wow. And then I watch a documentary of someone in New York or Chicago or, uh, or Africa or, you know, the Caribbean or somewhere. And, and some people, man, are in holes, and they, uh, their life is so miserable. Right? And the, you got people that's prostituting young girls and, and they and they they stealing they kidnapping girls and and they doing all kind of stuff and people are beating their wives and, and wives beating their husbands and and they doing all this stuff and I said man this is not of God right so Satan's mission is to try to kill your influence that's his mission how do I kill your influence now remember everybody who think they have power over somebody else you really don't have no power except they give it to you. Right? And so we, we hurt people when we really are called to bless people. Right? So I want you to understand, we are called to bless people. We should set our life has been set apart, and God gave us his Holy Spirit. He gave us his wisdom so we can use our gifts to really edify the body of Christ. Everything God really gives you, man, is really for you to help people. Any event that you use it to hurt people, whatever it is that, that hurts people, you know it's not from God. And you know God called you to do right because he's going to let you know what you're about to do is wrong. Please don't do it because it's going to hurt somebody. Please don't make this phone call. Please don't make this post. Please don't do this because somebody's life is going to be impacted. Right? And so you, you got to think about that because you've been called. Everybody say, I've been called. I've been called by God to make a difference in the world. God want to change the world, and he want to change it through the people he called out of darkness into the light.
people who came into a relationship, man, with the teachings of Jesus Christ, right? Because you have to understand what was going on and all this stuff that's happening in the, uh, uh, years ago in the early uh, part of the church. There was a lot of opposition, a lot of fighting going on, a lot of things going on. But God was always relevant and present, right? But he's always relevant and present in the life of people because God always worked through people. I don't care who you are. Whatever happens in this world is going to happen through somebody, right? The question is, do you want to be used by God or used by Satan? Because one of those spirits is going to control what you do. One of them is going to be self-centered and self-focused. It's going to be so much about you. Only what makes me feel good about who I am, right? Paul was a young man who was very, very powerful, man. He was anointed, right? He was not one of Jesus' original 12, right? He was one that came a little later because Paul, while the other apostles, man, were working hard, Paul was going around trying to kill the saints. Paul was the one who says, listen, you call yourself a Jesus follower? Uh, I'm going to round you up, put you in jail, have you all killed. Watch this here. In the name of God. And he meant it from the bottom of his heart and thought what he was doing was right. So he was doing things that was detrimental to people's life in the name of God, and he thought he was doing it right until God knocked him off his beast and said, listen, Paul, do you understand what you're doing is destroying people's life? I call you to be a saint, right? And, and I indoctrinated you, and I educated you so you can be special, right? So you need to get on your assignment, Paul, and get it together, right? And you can't go around destroying people's lives when I really anointed you to bless people's life. So God's anointed you to really bless people. So he called you uh, into the kingdom of God so you can be impactful. And he put you on jobs so you can be honest and trustworthy. He put you in marriages. He put you in families so you can represent him. He put you in neighborhoods so you can represent him. He put you in school systems so you can represent him. He put you on teams so you can represent him. Everything you do, God wants you to represent him. Because you are called to be a saint. You're called to set your life apart, to really be a blessing on behalf of the people. The world don't change without you. It don't change without people, right? So people say a whole lot of stuff. They can get deep as they want. But the bottom line, nothing's going to change, man, without people. So as people change, the world changes, right? Hitler uh, created a lot of issues for the Jews, he did. He created a lot of issues. One man who decided he wanted to work on behalf of him, and he used God uh, uh, as his base and literally killed millions and millions. You had people indoctrinated when they had slavery. They brought people over, and they were hanging people and having parties afterwards. They would burn the bodies and hang them on the tree. They would cut them up, and they would take parts of human bodies and keep them as souvenirs. And then they would go praise the God in church. Satan have us that twisted that, that we're supposed to be saints of God, but we yet destroy people's lives. But God always had a, a, a ram in the bush. He always had a remnant of people who always work on his behalf. You know, I was sitting there, and uh, I went to a retreat uh, this week. And when I went to the retreat, you know, I have all these issues with my knees, so I had to ride with my scooter. So I go down there, and when I get to the retreat in Tucson, um, uh, they, God has somebody in the airport 
that was going through the treatment was right there to take care of me. I mean, they just took care of me. Listen, they took care of your pastor, let me tell you. So when I hit the resort, this lady, her name was Jennifer Anderson, she came up to me and she says, okay, Mr. Duran, we want to make sure everything's taken care of. Uh, we're going to put you in this room. We got you in this room, but we want to make sure this room is right for you. Uh, so we want to go over here and let's check this room out. We want to make sure you can step in the shower because we don't want you in there with a tub. And then let's check out this chair and make sure you're comfortable. Is the bed all right? Is your room? Do you need a bigger room? Right? Now, remember, I'm not the only one there. Right? Uh, but they, really, now this lady rolled out the red carpet. And, you know, and I mean, he rolled it out. And so I'm sitting there, man. I'm like, man, guy, you're amazing, right? And, and, and I, this was so powerful. It was a young man there who's a pastor, and his daughter passed away at 13 years old. And he was really struggling. He was on this retreat, and he was really just hurt, wounded, because his daughter had died, and uh, she had been dying of cancer, and he had to take care of her, right? And it just he was just wounded, right? And so we gave our stories, and our healing, and this man. And so the last night, Thursday night, get ready to go. I'm going to my room. It's 8.30 at night. It's dark. I pull my scooter up to my door. He walks up. He comes to my scooter. He puts his hand on my shoulder, he gets down on one knee, and he starts to cry. He sobs. He says, man, thank you so much. And he just boohooing, right? You know, and I'm like, okay, right? And he's crying. He said, I just want to thank you for allowing me to serve you. He said, this is so much healing for me because this is what I used to do for my daughter. He said, but thank you so very much. So now, they treated me like royalty, right? So I, g I get back, I'm at home, and I'm thinking. And so I went back in my mind to slavery. I said, now, um, racism is real, and we talk about it, right? I said, now, here it is, um, this white female who's over the organization, she does everything she can to make sure I'm comfortable. You have this white pastor who has a congregation much larger than mine. He's on one knee, and he's crying and telling me how much he appreciates serving me, right? And I'm sitting there, and we're on the spiritual retreat, and the, the whole thing is, man, how do you see God, right? And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, God, man, you, you ain't nothing to play with, right? I said, because at one time, we couldn't even walk on the same side of the street. If they caught you just looking, you didn't have to really be looking. They just thought you was looking, and then you get killed. But now you have someone that their whole mission is to make sure you're comfortable. That's what God, listen, so I'm sitting there, I'm like, God, that's what saints are supposed to do. It doesn't make a difference what color you look like. It doesn't make a difference how much money you make. What makes a difference is God got you on assignment to be a blessing in somebody else's life. God has gifted you to be a blessing. He called you to be a blessing. Now, you can read books and you can do things and you can point at people, but I promise you, man, some of you all are living in houses that you never, ever built. You're driving cars when your parents didn't even own a car. Some of you are making so much money. You know, I, I, I tease Kim but, and I, and about her singing and all that. But there were places, man, you couldn't sing, and now you go to the front thought, and they pack the front thought to hear you sing. Right? 
At one point, we couldn't even go in there, right? But, but what God does is when, when, when God is in charge, he touched people and people changed systems, right? So God called us to change the system. So wherever you are, you've been called to change the system. You, 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 it ain't, it's not what somebody else is doing. You can't talk about what they did. I have to talk about what, what do I do? Wherever I am, whatever position I'm in, uh, what do I do, right? Uh, what can I use? Why did God put you in my sphere of influence? Why did God put you in my path so I can be a blessing to you? That's the only reason God did it. He didn't put you in my path for me to hurt you. You've been called to be a blessing. Everybody said called to be a blessing. Now, that's important for us to understand. So in Ephesians, listen to Paul. Here's what Paul says. I, therefore, a prisoner of the Lord. He said, I'm begging you. I beseech you. I'm begging you. I'm begging you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. He said, I'm begging you to walk as though Jesus Christ really called you into the, to him. He said, walk like you really saved. When he said walk, that means live and act like you've really been called by God. When people see you, man, do they really know that you're a believer? Do they really know you're part of the kingdom? Because your walk should represent that. Paul said, I'm a prisoner, and I'm begging you to walk worthy of God calling on your life, right? And the call is that he call you out of darkness into the marvelous light. Some of you all know you should have been dead, but he delivered you. Some of you all really should have been homeless, out there with nothing, nowhere to go, but God bless you. Right? And so you, you have to understand that. And so you need to understand who I am and whose I am. So since I represent him, there's nothing you can do to harm me. So there's nothing wrong with me just living in him and blessing you because I don't care what you do, he's going to bless me for blessing you. And he need me, he need me to bless you. And he needs you to bless others because he worked through us. He said, I created you in my image, in my life. He said, then I gave you dominion. I need you to represent me in every turn. He said, I know you're smart and you're brilliant, but you, it's not for you. But you're going to benefit from it if you walk in the calling and walk and understand who I am as God. You got to know that it's not your brilliance, it's my love. It's not how smart you are, it's not how much edu education you have. It's really about in the kingdom, it's about God gifted you to be able to, some of you all doing stuff, man, you didn't even go to school to do. God just downloaded in your system and you able to do it and you do it so good. And so you have to represent him and so Paul says, walk and I'm begging you, walk worthy of your calling. He said, please, as you go, let people be able to see Christ in you. Are you Jesus with skin on it? So when God sent Jesus into the world, what he did was he took a man born of a woman and downloaded his spirit in this man and allowed this man to move in the earth for a few years 
impact the world in such a way that his teachings would continue to impact people, man, to this day. It was so powerful, man, it almost overthrew the entire Roman government. Right? They did everything to try to stamp it out, but you can't stamp out love. And it was easy to identify uh, the, the church of Ephesus and the church of Rome. He said because they was different. Because you can tell them because uh, they love different. They behave different. And the more you press them, the more they grow. The more you oppress them, the more they love. So despite what you did to them, they lived out their calling. And they kept on. And because of it, God blesses. And we are here today because of their faithfulness. And now, so if we don't understand it, we're going to screw it all up, right? So Paul goes on and says, with all, now listen, he said, you've been called, he said, I want you to walk. He said, walk with lowliness or humbleness. Pride come before destruction and a hearty spirit before a fall. Don't fool yourself. Don't think you more than what you are. The minute you think it's you and not God, then you get braggadocious. You think you're somebody special. And then when they knock you off your horse, it's a heck of a fall. Right? But if you stay humble, you realize whatever happens, man, God is in control. Right? He says, and with gentleness. Everybody say kindness. Learn how to walk in your kindness. It doesn't hurt to be nice to people. Right? Uh, you represent him by being nice and kind and gentle to people. He says this here, with long suffering. Now, this is good because a lot of people don't like the long suffering. Right? Because they don't want to forgive nobody. Right? But the problem is they don't want to forgive nobody, but they want somebody to forgive them. Because I don't care who you are, you have done something that you need somebody to forgive you. And you want somebody to have mercy on you, but when you have an opportunity to have mercy, you don't do it. But God reminds you, just remember, you read what you it's important, so be careful before you plant this thing because it may show up later on, right? So it's important. So when you walk, you walk in humility. You walk, and they need to see your kindness, right? And he goes on to say, you're long-suffering. So I'm going to forgive, right? Even if I don't want to forgive, I forgive not for you, but for him. Because it's important that you need forgive. How many people have been going through something, you did something so wrong, man, you knew it was wrong, and you was hurt, and you went to the office, or you went home, and you wanted somebody, man, if they just forgive me, man, because I just made a mistake. I just want them to, just raise your hand. Right. I just want them to forgive me for this. I made, that was a dumb mistake I made, man. I wish they'd forgive me, man. I shouldn't have never made that phone call. I shouldn't have never did that, right? That, that, listen, and we want somebody to forgive us, right? I promise you, if you forgive, then God will trust us, watch this, will trust other people and they'll forgive you. Because God is a spirit. And he called you to forgive people. He called you to have long suffering. He called you to have a, a core base of mercy. Mercy is I got you where I want you, and I know I got you, but I'm not going to get you. But I have the power to get you, and I have the right to get you, but I won't get you. 
I can destroy you with one phone call, but I'm not going to do it. One post. You made a post. I can make one post, man, and ruin your whole life. And it's going to be the truth, but I won't reveal it. You know, and the devil will trick you and, uh, and don't realize that you'll tell somebody and don't realize you told. How many times you told somebody, you said, I'm going to tell you this because you're my girl, because I love you, right? You know, we, we, you my ride or die. So I'm going to tell you this, Maggie, but I promise you, don't tell nobody this between me and you. Well, Maggie said, if you can't hold it, I can't hold it. <laughs> it it's your story, and you won't even hold it, but you want me to hold it. Right? So now you got this story, and it's hot. Now all of a sudden they make you mad, and then you tell it. Because you want somebody to watch this, look down on them and up at you. He said, but when you call to be a saint, you hold that thing. Don't release it. Don't do it. I know you can do it, but don't do it because you represent me. It's important because there's going to come a time when you're going to need, you're going to call on me. Lord, please, Lord, let them forgive me. Lord, let them give me another chance. I know I was late for the third time, and they said three strikes and you're out. But Lord, please. Right? And then he'd give you mercy. But you remember the story about the unjust judge? Right? You know, they blessed one, and then when he got blessed and it was time for him to bless, he didn't want to bless. Don't you be like that as a saint. Right? He says, bear with one another in what? Love, because love covers a multitude of faults. So when I, when I really truly love and have the love of Christ, I know, I know, I know your shortcomings. I, I know your weaknesses. I, I know what's going on. And, and, and God has shown it to me. Right? I overheard the conversation. But because of my love for him, I won't hurt you. Right? Uh, then he goes on and says, endeavoring to keep the unity. Because the whole purpose is working to together. Everybody say the unity. Keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Because he said, everybody said peace. Everybody want peace. I was just talking to a young man uh, last night and we was talking. He said, man, you know, I just, you know, what happened when you can't trust nobody? I said, what happened when they can't trust you? You know, you lose. I said, yeah. And they lose. What about you? You lied too. But you want somebody to trust you again. Right? So they go with forgiveness, right? Because you want to keep peace. Peace will always show up, man, when love is there. You, you, if you want to find peace, all you do is find love. Love is going to be there, man, because it want to keep peace. It doesn't want to destroy. You know, you call your girl up on the phone and tell her you saw her husband. You know that ain't God. I know you saved and sanctified, and you think you're doing God a favor. No, you're working for the devil because you're trying to destroy marriage. You can hold that thing. It wasn't for you to tell it. If God wanted to reveal, he would reveal it. And God never, hear me out, God never used righteous people to destroy people. He always used, so if he used you, he always used people more wicked than them. Whenever God wanted to destroy somebody, read the Bible. Whenever he wanted to destroy, he always took a nation that was more wicked than the other one. So if, 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 if you think God using you to hurt somebody, you might want to check and see, maybe I'm a little more wicked than they are. And I don't realize it. Y'all going to check yourself now. like, oh, not me. Then he says this. There is one body 
one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling. It's about the unity. It's about the power. It's about us working together. It's about not letting somebody else, man, come in and try to destroy us because we have been called to do a work. You guys are different because you accepted him as your Lord and Savior. So you can't talk about it. Jesus, some people serve me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. He said, but there's one that's called saints. Their heart is there with me. And that's why he told them in Corinthians. He said, I know you can speak in tongues. I know you can heal the sick. I know you can do all this kind of stuff. He said, but if you don't have love, he said, you're not one of mine. For real, you need to check this out. You're not working on behalf of the king if you don't have love. You're just a sound and noisy, brassy instrument if you don't have love. And you can be selfish, but I promise you, you're going to pull the rug right from under you. God loves you too much, right? And he loved everybody else, and he needs you to impact them. Now, I want to let you in on the secret, right? Uh, he really called you, man, for the people who don't know him. So you're always going to run into people, man, that they deserve uh, to be talked about, right, in our eyes. They, 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 they deserve to be uh, 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 ridiculed, right? God said, I know that. That's why I put you in their life so you can come along when everybody else kicking them, you'll lift them. Because we're about unity and about peace. We're not about destroying people's lives. Right? Now, um, let me wrap this thing up. I got a, a couple, I got three minutes. I promise I'm be done. Here's what he says in Ephesians 4. One Lord, everybody say one Lord. One faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all who's above all and through all and in you all. Now listen to me now. He's not in just you. I know you think you're righteous and you so, but he's not just in you. Right? He's in some other people, man, who have made mistakes who've been tricked by Satan, man, to make a decision, to make a choice, man, that impacted. But now, remember, everybody remember a guy by the name of King David? King David had sex with a man, wife. Uh, the man loved him, and David not only uh, had sex with his wife, but had him killed. And he thought he had got away with it. And here's what happened. God revealed to him what he had done. Because David was so kingdom-minded, the first thing they said, God, read Psalms 51. Lord, have mercy on me. Here's what it is. This is the big thing he said. Please don't remove your Holy Spirit from me. He said, that's important. Right? He said, blot out my transgressions. He said, against you and you only have I sinned. He said, because uh, uh, I made this mistake, man, because you trusted me to be the king. God trusted you. I'm sorry y'all fanning, we got air conditioning, but blame it on Tim. All right, here we go. Right now, because they work, y'all, they just ain't got them on, right? So now, and I feel like I'm sweating too, so we're in this thing together. Lynetta, we're in it together, I promise you, we're in this thing. Right now, so, so he says this. So then Paul, and I'm, I'm, about to, I'm about to done. Paul says this in Romans. He says, among whom you also are the called of Jesus Christ. You are the call. He called you. Remember, he called you. You were important to him. 
Some of you all were, uh, was raised up in a mess, right? But God brought you through it so you can be a blessing to somebody, right? He says, to all who are in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints. He told the church in Rome, he says, I know this situation is tough. Now, you got to understand what was happening in Rome. In Rome, uh, they was really pressing hard. The more they pressed them, the more they loved. The more they press, the more they love. The more they, they try to destroy them, the, the more they love. That's what called to be a saint is. I don't care what you take from me. Right? You can't take something that don't belong to me. So when you take from me, you really took from the king. He gave it to me so I can be blessing you, and you thought you hustled me. You, you thought you got me. I mean, when I was taking, I was a photographer, and I was taking some pictures, and uh, uh, a girl, I never forget her, she, she had got these pictures, and she got the pictures, and she was getting ready to go to the prom. Oh, she listened to me. Right? She was getting ready to go to the prom, and she didn't have no car, so I had a Suburban, and I told her, I said, you can use my Suburban to go to the prom, because, you know, they didn't, have, it was kinda, they didn't have that much money and all that. And then, and I knew she had the money for senior pictures, so I said, I'm going to do your senior pictures for 50% off. Now, you're going to remember this here, because you're going to hear the story again right? in your life, right? I said, I'm going to do your picture for 50% off. So I did her pictures for half price, Vanetta, right? And, and so the, they got ready to get them printed, and they called me and said, somebody's trying to print 300 pictures, wallets, right? And I went to the place. I looked at them, and they took my picture because they really didn't want it. They said, they didn't, no, ah, it's all right. They took them, and they scanned them. And she had 300 wallets, right? Now, when I went to her and called her out and her mom, she said, I don't know, you, you didn't do anything special for me. You do the same for everybody else, right? She don't know she blessed me when she said that, right? I'm like, I said in my spirit, you're right, right? And I do try to bless other people as well, right? So what I did was God said, listen, what I need you to do, he said, I need you to do something really, really crazy. He said, because remember, I call you, and this is not your business. This is mine. He said, what I want you to do is go, I want you to take the original file and then I want you to go get 300 wallets made. Every one she had, get the exact same number of wallets. And then take them to her house and give them to her for free. Right? Now, uh, you know, when you have a business, you're like, eh. Like, I didn't even hesitate. I'm like, yes, Lord. Right? Because I'm excited because I get to be used by God. Right? And because I knew it was his business. Right after that, when she thought somebody else ordered $900 worth of pictures. Because I was obedient here, and I knew God was using me, and you thought you was hustling me, what God did was God blessed her. Her mom, you could have bought her for a dollar. Right? She was so nice and so kind and so sweet and so caring afterwards. But I had to show her who Jesus was with skin on it. I couldn't show a stew man. I couldn't do it, all right? Because a stew man would have cussed her out and kept on moving, right? So I couldn't do that, right? And I know sometimes you say, man, they just don't know who I am. I got to let them know. No, you don't. Don't let them know. Just bless them. Because remember, it's not yours anyway. My little baby here called me the other day. She said, 
uh, Pastor, I need you to look at my pictures. And she showed me all the pictures, and they were just phenomenal. I just need you to critique them. And if she got done, she said, I want you to know I did these with a cell phone. She said, because the camera is too big and too hard, too heavy for me. And I couldn't hold the camera to stop my hand from shaking. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, wow. So I'm on the phone with her about an hour. Right? And I don't really mess with this stuff. I don't like doing that stuff anyway, but I was just on there for about an hour. And I was sitting there, and I said, here's a girl who really don't know anything about it, but her pictures are amazing. And she did them with a cell phone. She didn't have to go to college. She didn't have to do all that kind of stuff. God gave her a gift. And what God said, now, the reason I gifted you, like I said, so you can do it so well, because I need you to bless somebody. And somebody's going to come who don't have no money, they can't go to somebody who went to college because they're going to charge them for their tuition. Right? He said, but you got to bless them. Right? And I'm going to show you how to bless them. It's not going to cost you much. You don't even have to buy a camera. Just use the phone that your husband bought for you. See how God work? Everybody said walking as a saint. There it is. Right? And, and I want you to understand that when you leave here. Right? You are called to represent him wherever you are. Whatever you're doing, whether you play a violin or you work in a factory or you're the CEO of a company or you work at ISD or you own a body shop. I don't care what you do. God wants you to walk worthy of your calling and realize I don't care what they do, I'm going to bless you. I was talking to my brother Chris. He owns the body shop, and, uh, and he, he didn't really, he's like, man, you know, this is, and he got some Jewish friends who bankrolled him. Now, listen, so here's this young black boy who went to prison, and, and all this here, and, you know, they write you off, and then here's some people, man, that millionaires say, we're going to bankroll you. You, you, you. you can't go to the bank. You go, he said, you don't have to go to the bank. I'm your bank. All I got to do is touch the mind of somebody else, and they'll give it to you. You just got to walk in righteousness and represent me. He said, then I open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessings that you have. That ain't got nothing to do with your tithing. He said, I open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessings. That comes with you committing to him. We're always tied to tithing, but it's really committed to him. When you committed to him, he'll open up the windows of heaven and pull you out blessings. You ain't have room enough to receive it. Because you realize the blessings not yours, they're his. He just keep giving them. And keep giving them. Right? God loved you so much. He said, I call you to be a saint. To set your life apart. Right? And I'm done right here. A saint, they are the church. They are the people called out of the world to be God's own people. That's who you are. So today your life changes. Today you recognize who you are. And now you move. You don't walk around with no Bible up on your arm and, and praise the Lord and God is just quote the, no, you don't, just live it. Let your light so shine before men they may see your good works. You ain't got to quote the scriptures and all that. All you got to do is be the scripture. See what I'm saying? You ain't got to just got to be it. And once you be it, it just come out. Next thing you know, you speaking it, you quoting it, you saying it, you, but you're doing, here's what you're really doing. You're living it. That's why he gave it to you. Now, walk worthy of your calling. Whatever it is, God needs you. Everybody stand to your feet and get a Lord a hand clap.
Thank you, Lord. Won't he do it? God loves you so much. And he wanted me to let you know that he loves you and he loves so many other people. And he needs them to know that they're loved through you. So let today be the day that you start representing him. Just bow our heads. If you don't know who Christ is and you want to be a part of this great kingdom, and you want to make a commitment and commit your life to him, I want to give you an opportunity to give your life to the Lord and commit your life to him. And it's just a matter of telling him in your heart, not what somebody else say, but what you say. Lord, I'm willing to give my life to you so I can work on behalf of your kingdom. If you want to be blessed, be a blessing. Lord, thank you. Thank you for each person that's listened to our voice. Thank you for each person that came out. Thank you, Lord, for Paul and his commitment to the body of Christ. All the ridicule and the persecution, he stayed faithful. He didn't care because he knew. He said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of salvation. So, Lord, bless right now in the name of Jesus. Touch somebody's heart. Give them an opportunity to make a change and walk. And don't let them be ashamed of the decision they made. We love you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The altar's going to be open, but we're going to give you an opportunity to be a blessing to the ministry. You guys have been really good in your giving. I can't thank you enough for what you do. You guys have really been a blessing. And when you have financial resources, and we're doing a lot of stuff, and we got a lot of stuff coming up the pike, uh, things that's happening. We appreciate everything you guys are doing. Please keep giving. All right, we're never gonna misuse your money. We we gotta build a kingdom, all right. And it's between you and the Lord, all right. If you want prayer, there are people be at the altar to pray for you. But but as you prepare to give, and everybody have something to give, all right. And, and here's what he tell you: give according to how God has blessed you, all right. Not how He's blessed me, but how He blessed you. Amen. Lord bless this offering. Bless those all who have to give, those who desire to give, who's maybe struggling financially. Lord, we actually open up doors to opportunity for them so they be able to sow into the ministry. Uh, whether it's this ministry or somewhere else, wherever it is, Lord, we need them to trust you as you open up doors to opportunity for them. And Lord, as we leave this place, never your presence, we ask you to keep your Holy Spirit present in our life. And let us be the light that the world see through you. Let us illuminate the pathway. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. You are dismissed. The altar is open for those who want prayer.